0: Welcome to episode three, three of It's Not That Deep. And you are with, of course, Liv West and Hannah. Hannah! And we've got a guest. Oh, I was going to come in. Okay, let's go straight in because we clearly are way too excited. Um, We do have a guest, but just a little intro first about our podcast. Um, This is obviously the paradox that we feel everyone needs. It is a big spin on the term, it's not that deep, because we always find that everything really is that deep, and whoever says that is just trying to gaslight like us. So we wanted a space where we can put them on blast, basically, and have a chance to have a nice open chat about certain topics that we feel are really relevant, and are topics that we want to chat about. And one of those topics that we really want to talk about is that of finding your purpose, and I'm so excited because I'm a mega fan. I know not everyone is a freak like me and obsessed with this person. But Hannah is going to be here to
1: ask all questions that we may not know. Once you introduce me to our guest, their social media I became obsessed okay cool so I understand I just didn't know but you opened my eyes and all right I get great it now.
0: that's what I'm here for yeah. I was finding your purpose you were you were helping me yeah that's what I'm here for so without further ado we have got the incredible Jade Medente I hope I said that right aka Jade like the stone and we're gonna give her a wave because all of it's on zoom
2: hi
0: hi, hi girl hey <laughs> thanks for joining us thank you for having me I'm so happy to be on here I it, it was it was a tough one to get you on I'm sorry about the 20 minutes of us happen we, okay, uh, we got happen. there we got there we got there I was we gonna say potentially maybe Mercury is in retrograde and we just didn't know about it um but it turns out that's not the case turns out no, we're just not at the moment it's not very techy
1: but <laughs> well, we got there in the end it just turns out none of
2: us can work tech no, <laughs> no yeah
0: basically that's it and we actually can't blame it on the planets this time but mm-hmm. Jade is, I would I would actually like you to introduce yourself, but Jade is basically an extraordinaire on meditation, Reiki healing, tarot reading, um, a mental health activist. So she is very much someone that we take a lot of inspiration from. Um, I'm glad to know that Hannah now follows.
1: I do. I love your tattoos, by the way. You've got some sick tats. Nice.
0: But Jade, <laughs> I just wondered if you could intro yourself all our lovely listeners so that they can get the best image in their head of you and what you do. Yes. So <laughs> how do
2: I start? I'm like many things. <laughs> so I am what well, I, I call myself now a holistic healer, or I could call myself like an intuitive healer. Um I work with the lunar cycle. I love the lunar cycle. It's like my I live my life by the moon. Um I'm a tarot reader, I'm a meditation guide, Reiki healer, um, and a witch, I guess. I've kind of moved away from that
0: term so much recently um, because I think it has, to, like, everyone's still like, oh my God, it's a witch. And we, like- <laughs> we brought it up on the previous episode because I like to call myself a witch. I feel like I'm mm. a witch as well. And we have established yeah. that Hannah is a witch because yeah. there there is a, a podcast that I was listening to, uh, which is Kaggies. Obviously, ours is so much better. Um, but <laughs> Kaggies Saturn Return, which is a great podcast uh, in, mm. in all honesty. And she had this woman on called Lisa Lister, if that is an iconic oh, yeah, name Lisa for you. Lister. Yeah. And she was talking about the term of being a witch. And apparently mm. the definition is a woman within her power. And I was like to Hannah. Oh, my God. That is definitely you
1: as well. Oh, my God. It's definitely you too. I was saying that if we'd been born like a thousand years before our time, we would have been burnt at the stake because we're witches. Mm. But we, we 100%. did that. I've got Lisa Lister's book like sitting
2: right behind oh, me you? here. That's oh really fun. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. She's got a book called The Witch, which is really good. It's really good for like introducing you to the different types of witchcraft. And I've not read it, but she's also got a period book, which is like your period with the lunar cycle. That's when what you bleed I was listening cold, to. Code red, yeah.
1: Mm. Is, is it, it like apparently when believe bleed... menstrual
2: or not like
0: periods Yeah, like... no, your period <gasps> your menstrual cycle and how if you work yeah. with the moon. You can, like, lower your symptoms. You can also, like, help, like, understand your body, basically, which Mm. is
1: really, really cool. I don't know about you guys, but me, my period is, like, literally hell for four days. It's, like, the worst. And periods in 2020, it's, like, oh, my God. It's another level of, like... What they've become more ferocious. They become even more. I think it's because I work from home (laughs) and I can't talk to anyone, and I'm just like there, like angry on my computer, and like people, people like people are telling me to do something. Blood is everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so angry, and I want to talk to someone, but I can't. That's really sad. That is really sad. Twenty twenty.
2: But like, I feel she. I read her like a little bit about if you bleed on the full moon what it means, if you bleed on the new moon what it means, and I was just like, ooh, like I need to know more about it. Like I do want to learn more.
0: Yeah, that's something I want to learn too Mm -hmm. as well definitely yeah. so jade you're in
2: scotland right now aren't you yes i just moved back to scotland after six years in london so six. i just yeah i just moved back up in the end of july the last day of july i missed the heat wave i was in rain in scotland when you were all in that heat wave. fuming
0: <laughs> absolutely fuming. i was
2: absolutely fuming me and my boyfriend sat and just watched the, like the weather forecast and he was like 36 <laughs> now it's 36 now
0: you <laughs> Wish we were still about there.
1: We are like, like setting in course.
0: Like, but <laughs> just um, a little bit of context. So I was told by Beth, who is one of my best friends, who weirdly mm-hmm. knows Jade. And I know no word of a lie, me and Jade do not know each other. I found her on Instagram because I came across her page through another friend reposting her. And I was like, oh my God, her page is everything I've been needing for so long. And yeah, it was just like, ah, mm-hmm. literally opened. Um, And then I reposted you and then Beth, who is one of my best friends, hit me up and was like, how the hell do you know Jade? I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but I just love her page (laughs) and everything she preaches. And she was like, that's a really old friend of mine that I've known for years. And I was like, that's mental. So Beth said to me before we started recording, she said, make sure you ask Jade why she moved back up to Edinburgh. Because apparently it's a very interesting story. So... We just want to know why that move happened and what Mm. life is like up there at the moment
2: so it was a mixture of things so i was working in the fashion industry in london i worked for a couple of magazines i don't know if i should say their names or anything like that um but i worked for some magazines and i was very much so i guess this happens to a lot of people you two might be able to tell me if it happened to you as well Mm. but I graduated from uni I went to uni in Scotland and did fashion and I was very much like the fashion industry is everything like I'm going to be this I'm going to be that like went down to London did loads of internships but my my parents couldn't really afford to keep me in London financially so I was trying to find work and the only work I could end up finding that paid me enough money to stay in London was ended up being production work which then moved into project management. Mm -hmm. And that's really not me (laughs) and I just tried my hardest to make it work and like I had went down to London with these like aspirations of being a stylist and eventually I ended up just being not just being like there's nothing wrong with it but so far removed from my personality Mm -hmm. and I was convincing myself that like I had to make it work and it was the only way to make money and like I felt I felt like every day I was just like losing a little bit more of myself Mm -hmm and I was just tired I was working like I'm sure you guys are the same but I was working crazy hours for literally not enough money <laughs> nowhere need enough money and I just was like I can't I can't keep doing this like I just felt like I was on this like hamster wheel and then so I've always been able to I've always been aware of spirits like since I was a little girl I've been able to see spirits and speak to them at points and just be aware of their energy and it's a part of my person like it's obviously a part of my personality but i was so like that's not cool i'm not getting involved in this like i don't want anything to do with this i'm going to be in fashion like i was totally rejected the whole thing but funnily enough throughout my life whenever there's been difficult situations i've always came back to what I would call witchcraft Mm -hmm. to lean on so like when I got diagnosed with mental illness like my tarot cards were like the first the first thing I went to my crystals and at every point every breakup every knockback I would just go back to my tarot cards I'd go back to my crystals and I'd go back to these spells and practices and then I just realized that they actually were like a big part of my identity um and then I got like there were certain things that were happening at work and I just decided that it wasn't right for me to be in the magazine anymore. So then I, I left and coincidentally, I just was like, I just felt called. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this my full-time job. I had already had my Reiki training and I was doing it part-time. And then I was just like, I just want to do this full-time. Like I just, this is who I am. And then I just did it.
0: That was that was going to be my next question. Did you feel like it was a call-in or did you? It... Because mm, I, yeah. I just always... It's hard, isn't it, to balance, obviously, the fact that life can run itself at the end of the day. Like, when you're spiritually in tune, you do understand that you can manifest and you can plan in certain ways of how your life will go. But also, we live in this world, this Mm. physical world, and this physical world, sometimes we can't control it. Um, So I'm just intrigued, I guess, and curious about how that balance kind of comes in of technically... did. do you feel like you've maybe manifested that? Or was it an element of just being called to it?
2: Yeah, I think, you know what I think it was? Mm. I stopped giving a shit what anyone else was thinking about me. And that's what the difference was. Like when I was younger and I say younger, like this was two years ago. It's not like it was drastic <laughs> time ago. But, um, no, we were
0: when just I was, saying like, on the previous episode about how two years ago we were completely different people. Different people. Yeah. And I cared so much about,
2: like, like what I was wearing and who I was with and what clubs I was going to and where I was seen. And I just cared. And, like, really, I was feeling so empty. Like, I was doing all these things and ticking all the boxes. But I really wasn't happy. And my mental health was just getting worse and worse. And I was just going out all the time and just trying to, like, live up to this ideal that I think I'd created for myself, Mm. which wasn't what was my own doing. And then I kind of just got to a point where I was like, this isn't... Like, I just don't care anymore. Like, I don't care what people think of me. I just want to be happy. And then I just realized, like, I was obviously working in fashion and then I was doing my Reiki healing on the side and doing tarot reading on the side. And I was going and doing this and I was feeling so happy and so fulfilled every time I'd help somebody or do like a mental health piece or I was just feeling so fulfill, fulfilled from that and then I'd go back into work the next day and just feel like absolutely drained mm. and I just started to become really aware of it and I was just like fuck it like I'm just going to do what makes me happy now it's,
1: it's really it's really interesting hearing your story because I feel like we live in a society where your job is so important and mm-hmm. like I'm half Indian and my mom there was a time in my life when I was unemployed and I, my mom my mom just be like just get any job and it's like she will always see my job as like me doing well and it's like that doesn't mean that like i'm happy or i'm like healthy if i have a job it just means that i'm i'm doing what society wants me to do but it doesn't mean it's necessarily my path Mm. and i think it's Mm. really like for you we're both from london so like for me i have my family here so it's not as hard to live here but it must be hard to like come here and do a job that you hate and then just be like this is not making me happy like i i hate this and also it's interesting how you're saying that you feel like you've always had spirituality but you like kind of you didn't want it to like go into that but it's kind of like followed you and now you found your way and your purpose
2: yeah definitely and I don't know did you guys ever watch like I don't know when crystals first came out I always use this reference but it was when Spencer from the hills was like when he turned into... <laughs> and I felt like I remember when I was like 15 and 27 now so when I was 15 I had crystals and I used to hide them and like I wouldn't admit that I had them because it was kind of seen as like embarrassing almost like it was like seen as like really not cool mm-hmm. and like so and there's been a really good and gradual shift into it being really good everyone's really on board with it now which is amazing
0: I was gonna play devil's advocate for a second then just that because I remember so a couple of years ago I used to have a blog um really? yeah that would just <laughs> talk about um the moon cycle.
1: Cute, yeah that's and, really cute. Yeah, really cute. Oh, no, I want not cute? it. What was it called? Did they have, like, a good name? No,
0: it was just... So, it was a blog, and I. it was when I had just come back from the US. So, I was, like, posting some travel stuff, you know, call on me. Yeah. Um, and then I was... I had, like, this little segment that was called I Spy, and that was, like, a page that I would go on and I would do reviews and whatnot. But my main focus... It was basically to do with intuition and the moon cycles and um, just learning what to do on a new moon and a particular new moon in a certain sign and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I wrote a piece once and I remember it because it popped off. It was the only piece that actually got people writing and commenting and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, people do know what I did. Oh, people read it. <laughs> <Wow>. Somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in this world. They were mostly American, but I'm not hating this one time. And it, I was talking about how there's, there's a real tricky balance of respecting spirituality and crystal healing and also... In a, in a sense appropriating it yeah. in, a, in a way and I was relaying it directly to um, Kim Kardashian I was so it was say when so, yeah. oh was you? yeah because was... when Kim and now she's she's obviously expanded it she's brought back this crystal collection and she's sending out all crystals with the crystal perfume for healing and I was like are you just using our beliefs as the your same. money maker yeah. to be woke to be woke in a way.
2: yeah yeah I, I definitely think yeah I agree i do agree i feel like i feel like Kalashen... i've got to be careful of what i say
1: no <laughs> yeah. i know i know, so I know and I, I watched an interview recently where she talks about her new crystal coming out and i think to be fair after the whole paris mm. thing i think it was a way of healing for her yeah. like, she found some comfort in it but i also think making your perfume into a crystal and then selling it like it's all good like getting healing from it but like using it to make money is a bit like
0: i mean I'm again it was more playing playing the part of putting a spin on things and we don't know if she's you know it's up to her what she does in her free time and how many crystals she uses and whatnot. And I think it's lovely that she wants to do that. But it's interesting to... to, I think think especially during this time, so many things are taken from that side of beliefs. It (laughs) really annoys me when people will take words like vibe or finding yourself and certain terms that have become a popular term now. Opening the third eye. Yeah, opening opening your third eye, eye, things like that. And it just, to me, they're the things that wind me up because I'm like, you you were jumping on what you think's a trend. I a I feel,
2: it. I feel it's, I was actually thinking because um, I was thinking about something the other, actually this morning and something that I've noticed which is really interesting on Instagram and you'd think that the spiritual community would be the least amount of judgmental people in it mm. but the amount of times on Instagram that people feel like they've got an authority I think that it should be seen as in my opinion that everyone learns off each other and we're all constantly learning and constantly finding out information and it should be that everyone's on an equal you know if one person's been reading tarot for five years and another persons for five months they're the same they've got the same gifts there one isn't better than the other yeah but what often will happen in this community is that someone has been doing it for longer and they think that they're like the voice of the people and if someone else comes up then they start to get better about it yeah that's what i've seen
0: I guess a, and a lot a of people
2: way. say these words like oh that's not my vibe and i'm only like high vibe, and then they don't act like it i know <laughs> so it's just like dick tear like i don't know i just is your boyfriend spiritual no <laughs> not at all <laughs> no. <laughs> um he's really he's really funny he um it's really funny because he wouldn't have been spiritual when we first met um, and and He's really cute. Like he'll do spells with me, and he'll like do moon water, and he'll let me do Reiki on him. And he's very like he'll meditate with me and stuff. And I'll practice all my meditations on him before I do it anywhere else. So he's very like he does it for me. But I, if I didn't, if we weren't together, I don't think he'd be out buying crystals.
1: (laughs) But in a way, that means he'd probably be laughing at people like me. (laughs) (laughs) No. I feel like that's sweet because in a way you're like helping him. You guys have found each other and you're teaching him something new and he's probably teaching you loads of stuff that you'd never learn if you hadn't met him. Yeah,
2: so he has um, Crohn's. He's got a chronic illness. I don't know if you know Crohn's Mm -hmm. disease. And I actually kind of started doing Reiki healing so I could help heal him.
1: Yeah, like we were
2: together and he got really ill and he was in hospital and he was, he was really bad because we were living when we we're living in London and I w- so I was already doing a lot of spiritual work and I was like, I want to do Reiki healing so then I can start doing proper energy healing on him mm. and help clear his Crohn's, um. so that was one of the, he's one of the reasons I got into it, like as a career. Would you, yeah.
1: Would you call that a miracle? Is that a miracle? That's a miracle, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, he Bible. still has
2: Crohn's, okay. so... <laughs> I'm not,
1: I'm, <laughs> You've helped his his like you've helped yeah, his well being in yeah.
2: some way. So I'm not Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
1: James no, like slash you
2: Jesus. You know in the Bible, Jesus
1: like the stone. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever learn about miracles at schools? And of it, course, I went it to was to like... public school. Yeah, and it's like the definition of a miracle. I feel like in my head, that's my
0: definition. I mean, it's so funny because oh. I didn't really find my feet with. Spirituality and um, where mm. I find my beliefs until I went to the U.S. and that is proper cliche. Like I went to California and I found <laughs> I found myself. I smoked
1: a joint. Um, yeah, like, and I literally
0: smoked loads of weed and I just yeah. bought crystals. Um, but that is literally what I did do. But also it was a time where I was introduced to a different world. And I've always been very spiritual, like yourself. I always used to see things when I was younger, and I've always had like a really good. Why are you looking at me like that? no, I, know, like, I oh keep my God. looking
1: at you through that, and then like I'm like I can look at you in person.
0: Sorry. <laughs> i thought you were looking at me funny because you were like oh my god live can see guys <laughs> jesus um and yeah and then it was like when i finally went there i actually felt liberated it was the it was the mm. year i decided i wanted to go into presenting it was the year i really found what i wanted to do even though i was so far far removed from where i am now that was three years ago and i could never have dreamt that what i've done i has happened but and did it's, you
2: just did you, did you just go to California on a whim or were you going there to find purpose?
0: No, I was going for university, um, mm-hmm. but I got extremely lucky with my flatmate. Um, and she is someone that I'm very good friends of now, um, Gemma, and she is one of the most spiritually in tune person like I've ever met. She's incredible and she's like taught me everything I actually know. Um, I, I, I try and read as much as I can, but she's the one that I will always go to for guidance. And she's not a healer or anything like that. She's just very in touch with her inner self and understanding the greater, the greater world. I guess mm. it wasn't. It wasn't until I actually stepped out of my little bubble, and I guess that's kind of what you experience. Like when you actually take away all of the facade around us, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, facade for me was living in the area I lived in. I went to a very strict Catholic school, which um, wasn't exactly the most diverse. And there was a lot of things that were, it was like my, my life was set out and it wasn't actually what I wanted. And it wasn't until I went away from it that I was like, actually, no, I want this. And like, even down to the people that I want in my life, I realized they're the kind of friends I want. And that's the kind of man I would like to dream of. I'm still manifesting that man. He hasn't turned up yet, but... I mean, it's just amazing that when you, like I said, when you take yourself out of that and you actually just stop caring what people think, you can actually, you know, find your way a bit. And I guess I wonder if that part of finding yourself is about letting go of, I guess, material. Yeah. Your material worth or what's around you.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I think that everyone's different, obviously, but my personal thing with it is that, I was in quite a, when I was younger, I was in quite a, um, my first relationship was really um, toxic, was really abusive and really like not good. And I think that after that, I was so determined to like prove myself that I was just doing anything I could to prove a point that I was healed and I was okay and that it didn't bother me and that I was moving on with it. And then I guess once I actually did heal and I let go of that, person of who was pretending to be healed mm. i kind of just stepped into myself as i am now i can't quite describe it but i do feel like sometimes i don't know if this is healthy or not maybe i should speak to a therapist about this but <laughs> i kind of see myself as like me and her the mm. girl who was there and then me who who i am now and i kind of feel sorry for the person who was trying so hard to pretend that she didn't care about what had happened i think that at the time buying nice clothes and working at prestigious places and always being out drinking partying was definitely just keeping up appearances and then as soon as you go home and then you start to like have time by yourself and you start to uncover actually i'm not healed from this and i'm just using other things as a coping mechanism so yeah i guess in a way i have let go a lot of my like material possessions like i don't i don't care as much about those things as i used to i still care about them because i'm still interested in it Mm. but it's not a coping mechanism anymore i was gonna say
1: you really something for me for like me I'm quite I don't I feel like spirituality for me is kind of like embedded in like my identity like my mum, uh, my family I'm half Indian half French my my mum's side of family are Hare Krishnas and mm-hmm. my mum. I had quite like an unfortunate upbringing and it's kind of like my mum would always she's such a spiritual person like she'll go to a church and pray even though she's not Christian and she'd always like my grandma would always say like bad energies around you like be careful and I feel like and I feel like so now when I have a problem I'm always like is this a real problem or are you just being Think about material, materialistic things. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm really sad because like my hair is like not long or whatever, and I'm like, is this a legit problem or is it just me being completely blinded by like the material things in life and not really seeing the true meaning? Like I remember when I was like, I was sev- in year seven and I really wanted this phone because Mary J Blige had this phone and it had like flowers on it and it like flipped in a certain way. And I'm crying to my mom, be like, Mom, I want this phone like so badly, and she was just like, Hannah, this is a sp- this is a material, materialistic item and you don't need to worry about that. And I don't know if this is a really like um the way I'm speaking is a very like not educated way of talking about spirituality. But for me, no, it's my like, it's in spirituality. It's like the people and like the people, I don't know, for me, that's like my, my journey with spirituality, if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And I
2: think, I think I know exactly what you mean. It's almost like your mum's teaching you that you are what you need. You don't need these other things. You are what you need. And that is the core of it. Mm. That's what like you do meditation for to like get deeper and deeper into yourself. And i just think that um i don't i i think the culture that we live in with instagram and so much consumerism i think we do remove ourselves and we're like we do want these things and it does take us away from that so i think
1: your mum's like i think that's an amazing way like that's an amazing mm. way of I feel like she's thinking, never I had think. to she's never like tried to discover this world but i think it's in her in, in a way and it's in like my, my family mm. and it's in like my belief system but it's like i've never really had to tap into it because it's like there
0: yeah no yeah. Th- i think that makes complete sense though. Complete sense that actually leans straight into what I was going to ask rooting it into the main topic which is obviously finding purpose and finding your own personal purpose how do we get to that with or I should say by using meditation moon cycles reiki that kind of thing how do the services that you provide for example help
2: yeah so I think that exactly what Hannah said it all exists within you But what these services do, like what meditation and journaling and aligning with the lunar cycle, it gives you the self-awareness just by, for example, writing things down every night. If you just write down how your day was and how certain things made you feel and, or what your dreams were, or, you know, it provides, it just provides you with this awareness about who you are. Mm -hmm. And. Quite quickly, you start to understand who your ego is and who your higher self is, and what, mm. as Hannah, exactly what Hannah said, what's actually important, and what's your ego self being like. No, I need this thing because everyone else has got it, or that's it's it's not an actual part of you. So you start to identify what's really. What really is you and your intuition? If you start listening to it, I always say gut feelings are guardian angels. You need to listen, and I never used to listen. I used to date guys and have these like red flags and be like, "Oh, so nice." Yeah, though? but then you've got the yeah, hopeless romantic in you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like, <laughs> but we could just—he could turn around and love me one day. Well, I could, ch-
1: I could change him. Yeah, I have changed. I've been him. there, done yeah. that done that. he needs healing <laughs> but that's
0: so true I, I was weirdly gonna say that as well I swear I'm not just <laughs> dropping these coincidences but I was gonna say I personally find when I really start listening to my intuition more things arise where my, my friends joke sometimes that I can I can predict I can't it's just that I'm listening to my intuition and those things that I know are gonna happen are gonna happen because I can feel it and because of the, it's not like witchy woo, as in I feel it, I can see it, Raven, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> it's more that I can feel it within these certain situations that are happening to me personally, and I know what that's going to do, and I know by doing this and that, and being in tune is only going to elevate that more. And mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. And I'm sure she wouldn't mind, but my best friend Molly, she she's someone that's very spiritual as well. She's always, ever since we were little, we've known each other since we were five. And ever since we were little, we both used to say we were witches. Like, that was always a thing. We always used to, like, try and find ghosts. We loved all of that side of things. But she was always so scared, whereas I've never been scared of it. And in recent years, she's had a really, really tough time. She's an incredible person. The last three years have been horrific. Very similar situation to what you were saying, Jade. And now that she's really starting to turn in on herself, and even down to the crystals she's buying or things that are popping up. And, for example, she had a tarot reading and this one note that she took in her notes of her phone keeps reminding her to look at it. And she's like, how weird that my... Fu- even my- yes, potentially it is a coincidence. We, as in me and her, don't think it is. And I truly don't. I think that's sh- so bizarre to think that, you know, when now she's starting to listen, more signs are coming through. She's seeing set numbers, I'm a big believer in numerology, um, and she's seeing that now, and I think that is what's so incredible, and I guess in a way that leads into a skepticism that I wanted to debate, which is coincidences versus signs, and for me, I think if you can believe in a coincidence that that thing happened, random as fuck, there was no sort of domino effect, I think that's stranger and more, to me, this is all my personal opinion, I think it's harder to believe that than it is to believe that this happened because X, Y, Z happened or because, you know, I, I don't know. I just think if you can believe in coincidences, you can believe in a guardian angel or yeah, a spiritual a realm. I think there's th- there's it just really annoys me when people are super skeptical. Do you guys have
1: 1111 syndrome? Yeah, where you make a wish on yeah. 11-11. Where literally I, got, I found out about it years ago when I was listening to BBC Radio 1 and Lady Sovereign was in the live lounge and she was talking about tattoos and she was like I have an 11-11 and they were like why and she said that every time she looks at the clock it's 11-11 it's happened to me like every day since what does it mean I don't know what it means It's div- like it's angel numbers isn't yes. it it's yes. like divine timing 1111 is like the main angel
0: number yeah I've actually got a really interesting story this is very much oversharing and I've got to be very careful with this story but I like to think that I I don't know how many. I don't know how much I believe in one soulmate, but I do believe that you do have a soulmate, whether that's one or three. And I was told by a friend of a friend who is a Reiki healer that I was going to meet my soulmate in this year, which was last year. gave me a timing on it. told me very specific things about him um, not being able to speak very good English and things like that. There was like a lot to do with it. And basically, when I met this person. That I never ever thought that I would fall in love with. I saw eleven eleven. He saw eleven eleven, and it was continuous for a whole month. We were even down to like um, tables we were sitting at. They were eleven. Uh, the gate number eleven. There were so many synchronizing moments that were just too mental. And ever since that ended, I rarely see eleven eleven. <gasps> I saw eleven eleven today though. Oh my god, lucky day! Yeah. Oh, so I saw it today, and I made a wish. I was like, please let the podcast go really well and. Uh, Yeah, let this year be great. How did you? Well,
2: maybe it's too deep. Did you want it? Did you end it, or was it just like a natural break? It was.
0: It was an. It was a thing of it not being able to work. um, Yeah, without obviously going into too much detail about it, but it wasn't a matter of not feeling the same reciprocated Mm -hmm. feelings. The feelings were there, and you could sense it inevitable. But I just find that to me was one of the most. It sounds nuts, and doesn't mean that I would want to be with that person now because I'm a different person now yeah, and I, I was do believe I've like a lesson yeah, yeah but it was, yeah, it was a lesson. not even a lesson Jade it was for me it was genuinely one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had because I've never loved yeah. that deeply I've never felt that much synchronizing situations oh I tell a lie. the other time I had a very synchronized numerology kind of set up was when I went to the states so I really didn't want to go I was really really scared I wanted to drop it but I didn't because my parents, it was a lot for them to send me there. Um, obviously, we had a lot of, it was a lot of government help. But, you know, like there was a lot of pressure on my back that, okay, I've made this decision, I can't back out. And every, this was before I really started getting in tune with it. And that was what Gemma taught me. So every day for two weeks running up to the day I left, I kept seeing every number continuously throughout the day, 14, 14, 10, 10, 11, 11. And it was constant and it was actually driving me mad. And I kept saying to my best friend, Molly, I said, this must be a superstition. There must be a bad omen. Like, why is this happening? I land in America, I told Gemma, and Gemma was like, no, that's the best thing you can have. It means that everything is going to happen the way it's, it's meant anything. to happen. Exactly. We were aligning, and I didn't I didn't know that then. Do so you have any is, things like that, Gemma? I feel like you have loads of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I bet you've got so many. I,
2: let me think of the most... I've had a lot of just... I. I get, I'm that person who constantly just believes everything's a sign. See if I'm walking down the road and then I get a feeling like, no, go the other way. I'll just go. I just constantly take myself wherever I feel like it. Like I don't deny myself. I don't, I trust my intuition a hundred percent. So if I'm, I'm trying to think of the best scenario it's happened. I guess, I guess like Reiki healing would be the best example. One day I just woke up and was like, I need, to, I need to learn Reiki, like I need to do it. It just feels like the right thing to do and then I just did it. And I just didn't, qu- I don't really question anything anymore. I just do it.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's so that... beautiful though. And I think you can do that when you have started to become comfortable within yourself.
2: Yeah, and I'm trying to think about like guys I've dated in
1: the past or if there's been any. I, I have I'm a story thinking... about how I met my yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, tell us. I think it's def- like a, it was like a destiny and fate. Like it. it was two years ago, three years ago, It was Christmas time, I was completely single, like living my best life, just being Hannah. And I went out with my mates, and then I've always been obsessed with skater boys. I feel like they're the hottest (laughs) kind of boy. And I was like partying with my friends in this pub near my house. And then I was very drunk, and then these like skater boys came in, and I saw this boy with like long blonde hair. And my friends were like, we wanna go get some chips and I go home. And I was like, it's literally 1 a.m., like what the hell? But I was like, fine. I was leaving, and I remember just like, in my head it was like Hannah, if you don't kiss this boy, you're going to regret it forever. Like, you're going to regret it forever. Like, you have to not even, like, get his number, not even speak to him, just kiss him and then leave. And I know that sounds really, like, wrong. But it so I went up behind him. I patted him on the back. Cute. He was taking ages to turn around. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's, like, airing me already. Like, what the hell? He turns around. And I was just like, do you want to kiss me? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then so he kissed. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and then God. I was like, I was like, okay, don't talk to him because, like, play it cool. Yeah, so awesome. I, li- I was just like, okay, hey, bye, see you later. I, just, I, don't, I think I was like, Merry Christmas. And I just left. And then we went to the chip shop, and all his mates were outside. And my friends were like, "You're going to talk to him?" And I was like, "I was like, no, because I, I I don't I don't think it's going to go anywhere." It was just nice to kiss a blonde skater boy. My ticked off my list now. Like I'm happy. <laughs> and then the next my day, life is complete. Yeah, I've I've reached the ultimate <laughs> goals. It was amazing. And then the next day, I wake up and I was like, "Oh my god, lol. Because you, when you're 18, like I used to do that all the time. And I was 22 at that point. I was like, "Why did you kiss a random stranger like Hannah?" For the hell. <laughs> Three days later, my mate messages me on our group chat, and she's like, "Hannah, that boy found me on." Tinder, the boy you kiss. And I was like, well, no way. And she was just like, he wants your number, and you share it? And I was like, give him my Instagram because I can't remember what he looks like. And then we followed each other on Instagram and we didn't actually meet for like a few months. But now it's, it's literally like, when I l- look at him, I'm like, you are meant to be in my life. And I'm glad, I'm so glad I kissed you because otherwise we would never be together. Right. And it was like, literally like, someone was telling me, you need to interact with this person, otherwise you're gonna regret forever. And yeah, that's my story. Oh I it's love cute, that. Isn't it. It's like modern day love story. We love we're a modern that. day love story. Yeah. Also we, he he found me through my
0: friend's Tinder as well, which is even yeah. weirder. No, I think that's yeah, weirder in the sense that how like, beautiful is really that. Like he <laughs> literally was determined. Like, I don't he, care. He told me he looked for me for two hours and I was like
1: What, me? What? Oh <laughs> that's, so cute. Cute. Yeah, that's my story. I don't know if it's I yeah, destiny that. and fake. I just,
0: like, I actually that. wanted to talk about building intuition, like for people that might not have that much experience with working within themselves. What would your tips be for someone to really work on themselves and learning to listen to themselves? I think just
2: try not to see it like a mountain that you've got to climb and you've got to get there overnight. It's definitely a journey and I think small steps every day is definitely the way to go about it. Um, Start with journaling. I can't recommend journaling enough every night just writing down how you feel you know if anything happened and it triggered you in some way so any reaction you could see is a trigger in some way so say say you had a bad day at work and someone really upset you just start to understand you know what it was that upset you and similarly if you had a really good day like what was about that day that gave you energy and made you happy and just start to cultivate that awareness about your life Mm. then trying things like meditation I know some people are like oh it's really hard to meditate but if you can just try and even do a couple of minutes just sitting with yourself focusing on your breath it just grounds you into your body and it just gives you again that sense of awareness about how you feel and who you are and if you keep doing that every day that is very easy steps to get there and mm-hmm. um, after like if you if you try that and you feel like you're getting into it I would there's so many girls, I think there's so many good like groups, you can go to your local like, in London, there's a place called Treadwells, and they do this class called Young Urban Witches. And it's witches under 30. And they work in the creative industries. And there's just so many nice people there who you can meet It's led. It's led by this one woman who's a witch called Rebecca Beatty. And she's fascinating. She's got so much knowledge on everything. And every month, there's a different theme. So it might be a goddess or it might be a herb. And you meet in a big circle and you just chat and it's meeting people like that who you can learn things from and then you can just learn more and more about yourself and i think just fall into it if you get you know if you i try things like herbal cleanses so i will use like lavender in the house before bed i'll use certain smells or rosemary and i think honestly i don't know if that's enough and i don't know if i'm saying the right things here but it's just trying to is just trying to find out who you are when you take away the layers that we were speaking about before Mm -hmm. like who you are at your core and not being afraid of who that is as well I think is a big one because I think sometimes when you do strip back a lot of these layers that you might have put on yourself through social conditioning and things like that you can actually realize that you're maybe somebody totally different and quite far removed from the life that you're living and then to take the steps to follow that journey to your authentic self you need like a little bit of Friends, you need support. You need a push sometimes to get there. It's not as easy as just saying, "Oh, I found myself. I'm just mm. going to embrace a whole new lifestyle." It's definitely like a, it, it's a transitional period of your life. It's definitely a transition. And, and one thing I'd say is that I think that we're always evolving as well. I think that if we were to all speak again in ten years, we'd be totally different again to who we are, and have our interests would be so different. And that's the beauty of life. It's just like falling into it. Mm. Um, one of the big things with Reiki, the, one of the philosophies I, I love about it is that they say just to go with the flow, literally stop questioning everything, like wake up and just go with that day and just enjoy that moment. And it's so hard to do that. But if you can stop analyzing your next steps and the next detail and you just fall into the flow of things, things will work out in your favor. I believe if you're a good person with a good heart and you want good into the world, you know, good will come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You just if you're a nice person good things are going to come back. That's that's how I feel. Like do good to people and it'll happen.
0: I agree. Not only on karma but also on that kind of perspective of being present, I guess, in is what you were leaning towards at the end. Mm. And one of my other friends said a really interesting thing. Actually it was Beth. It was Beth. Beth said to me, um, she said, "You know, when you realize that you're not being present is because when you think about the concept of time, and she was saying, sounds wacky, and she even said to me, this is gonna sound nuts, but if you asked a bird what time, was, what time is it right now, what would a bird say? And I was like, well, the bird wouldn't talk. And she was like, no, okay, it can <laughs> talk, what would it say? And I said, what would say, the time? She said, no, they would say it's now. The time is now. And when, I don't know about you, but I was like, it was like a hit blunt moment, I was like,
1: whoa. Have you guys read The Power <laughs> of Now? Yeah. Have I think, you read it? Yeah. It's basically that I haven't book. read it. It's such a good book. And it basically says the same thing. It's like, as soon as you realize that you're not, you have to, to get back into the present, you have to ask yourself, what time is it now? What time is it? And then you have to get back. And it's that book is basically talking about being present and anxiety and stress and worry comes from you not living in the now. And it's such a difficult concept because obviously you want to be like, I want to have aspirations for the future. But being in the now and being present is so important. Mm-hmm. My question was going to be, how do you protect your energy? Oh, that's a good one.
2: So I protect my energy with um, herbs usually, and also I do like a little visualization. So the the herbs that I use usually are rosemary, lavender. Um, I really I like I've started using more and more herbs that I can find in Scotland that you can forage mm. in Scotland and make little bundles. Eucalyptus is really nice. Obviously, I don't get that in Scotland, but I get eucalyptus <laughs> bundles. Um, But um, so I use that to kind of open the windows and move the smoke through the house. And I let that, um, at the moment I'm using cinnamon as well. Yeah, I saw this on your Instagram. I saw this. Cinnamon brings love, luck, prosperity, good fortune. So I've been like letting cinnamon blow through the house. And um, that's a big protector. And the other thing I'll do is in the morning, I'll close my eyes and visualize. Usually I go for a white light but you can also pick a color that you like and now visualize a light falling around me and i see it like a bubble and inside my bubble i'm fine and if anyone's energy is in comes close to my bubble it just bounces back off yeah so i'm just in this little bubble of like happy power. protection yeah and it's like yeah it feels empowering because you're like i'm in my bubble no one can touch me yeah
0: i love that <laughs> it's like a force build like in the incredibles yeah yeah That's really interesting though, because another one of my friends—I've got got so many friends. I know I didn't actually realise. I swear, (laughs) it's good. It's good. You got loads of friends that are on your level as well. Yeah, no, but they've only come in very later in very late. Like I'm fucking fifty, but as in like they've only (laughs) come in in the last like five years. Do you know what I mean? Like my friends now are like my all my friends. I have like a handful, and they're my best friends. I don't have like acquaintances. Um, but regardless, um. But one of my friends, she is another person that's very spiritual, and she always says to me that you've, as in me, has got an energy that people tend to latch onto. And she was like, "You're she's she's Mexican. She's amazing. She's nuts." And she was like, "You've got way too many vampires around you." I was like, "Oh my I god!" Was they, like, like, what? Like,
1: what do you do when you come face to face with one? But I don't think it's like an energy vampire. Yeah, like a energy sucker. a mentor. But it's like you've got to. I.
2: I've only learned this recently. I think you've got to like differentiate between what's yours to carry and what isn't yours. Mm. You've got to be able to set the boundary. So if someone comes to you and they're like, I need you to do this for me and I need this from you and I need to tell you all my problems, you're within your power to say, I don't want to take this right now. And you can distance yourself. I feel like the energy vampires, and they definitely exist, but they only really get their power when you give them the food mm. to do it. Mm. If you give them the, your body to say, okay then. And I'm really bad for it. People... <laughs>
0: I'm trying to set boundaries but I tend to have people walk all over me I don't know why mm, me too we're both like um, that. i that. I tend to like internalize everything and I remember the last relationship I had which was three years ago and it it genuinely took a whole year to heal from it and not from the fact that I still wanted him at all it wasn't that it was that he took so much from me mm. and he always used to joke around him his family used to say the same thing that They used to go, you're like an angel in our fat in our family. You're like an angel. You've come in with this energy. Like they used to say it as well. Like you, you literally are a bright light. And it's like Mm. that literally was stripped from me through that relationship. And it took a whole whole year. And I'm not being dramatic here to really build myself back up and feel like me again. And it wasn't that anything happened. Yeah, it was. It's so strange because it's not like it's because he tore me down because I was so heartbroken and things like that. I was just so broken from giving st- so much to someone before before i met my boyfriend claude now
2: i was with somebody for about three or four no it was about four or five years ago and i was with them for about two and a half years i think and i was the same like i felt like emotionally just depleted after it and just couldn't take anymore it was just like give 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 and it was just like being pulled off from me and I, I took me about a year and a half to kind of really recover from it mm. and just get back to like even now i still think even though it was so long ago there's still parts of me that you might you both might find it the same but i used to think to myself how do these people find me like Mm. it's like i've got a sign on my head saying like vulnerable or like (laughs) take because like i always seem to meet people who just take and take and take from me and i think since setting up jade like the stone i've had to most recently anyway i've had to start implementing some boundaries and do you feel like a hundred percent yourself again now do you feel good about yeah
0: I got to that mm. point last year um, and I've literally started to feel like me. I'd just got my new job. You know, everything was starting to fall into place. And then I met what I thought was this dream person. Even that, I'm like, that wasn't meant to be. But it's funny how it happened at the point when I felt like me again. I'm testing you. Yeah, I, I think it's like my belief is when I'm myself, I bring in the people I need. And at that point, I don't take away from that relationship before, but I needed that to learn how to build myself up every time because I'm going to go through it for the rest of my life. I think when you're a good person, you do tend to, you can have these boundaries and you can implement them, but you tend to knock them down for certain people. And I think that was what that was. And it's it's definitely a learning curve. When I'm best within myself and when I'm happiest within myself, and it is cliche, but it's when the good things start happening, all of that just comes into play. I think it's like a big mirror do you know the saying as above so below or any kind of
2: law of attraction type Mm -hmm. I do believe how you feel on the inside is mirrored on the outside and the minute that you start to feel strong and stable and grounded you start to meet people who mirror that back to you Mm -hmm. and when you're feeling vulnerable and chaotic maybe or you're give 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 you're getting people who are going to take so it's about I think it's about having that balance inside you and then you can mirror it back I don't know. I believe that there's more than one soulmate. I believe we've got multiple soulmates. I think we go through relationships and we go through friendships and wh- whatever kind of situations just to be taught lessons that will constantly make us grow and, and flourish. And I'm so grateful. It's a weird thing to say when you've been through some deep, dark mm. stuff. Mm. But like, I'm grateful for it because it's taken me to this point now. And I feel like it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Learning from yeah. overcoming things
2: you're not good but it was yeah. it was beneficial it was
0: beneficial yeah <laughs> do you feel
1: like mm. you finally you know your purpose i
2: do think that i have found my purpose i know where i want to take it i want to go more into helping women who have been in domestically abusive or relationships or women who have been through trauma, perhaps women refugees. I want to be, I want Jade like the stone to evolve, to become more of a way to help women with their mental health. And I think at the moment what I'm working on with the tarot is really good, but I hope that it evolves further. And I, and I do feel like I'm still being called to something a little bit different Mm. or a bit more perhaps. So that's something I'm just working on myself. And I think maybe that's more of like a five-year plan. I think for people starting out on this journey, my advice would be lean into it and don't be scared about taking the steps or taking the jumps because when you're in a situation where you might feel stagnant or at a crossroads and you're and you might be feeling scared it can feel almost impossible to make that jump into a new kind of lifestyle and it is really just taking small steps and surrounding yourself with people you know even if it's say you find somebody inspiring on social media or you like a book by an author maybe it's even just doing something like reaching out and just saying hey you've inspired me and asking them about their story we, I don't think that we understand how much especially girls there's so many women out there who really want to help each other grow personally if someone ever reaches out to me and says oh how can I what advice would you give me or can I help can you help me I'm so happy to help and there's been people who I've reached out to and said you've really inspired me and I think it's realizing that you do have community around you and that there are people who want to help you grow and um, you don't have to make any decisions overnight it's all a learning curve but start with following your intuition and don't have any expectations on where it's going to take you and just see what happens and follow your gut and just believe that whatever you're being told is the right thing and don't question it would be my advice i love it i love it
0: so much is that okay absolutely (laughs) so one thing i actually love about you jade is that all your all your posts on Instagram aren't redundant. And when I say that, I mean, the one thing I find really different with yours, and I'm sure there are other pages out there that do do it the same way, but every time I look at one of your meditations or one of your descriptions about what's happening with the moon, you kind of always flip it and give it a bit of a cultural or a personal relevance. You've posted recently, I think it was yesterday, about... Um, the love tarot pulling, or a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about meditation for people with PTSD. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so beautiful that you're not just doing it for the love of what you believe in, but that community aspect. I think what you said is absolutely beautiful, and I think you will absolutely smash doing all of that, setting that up for women, and I think it's incredible. For those that want to learn more about the moon, because I'm a moon baby... I love her so much. And I think it's wacky that people don't believe that the moon has a pull on how you live your life or your mood and more so. Because when you think about it, for all those sceptics listening, the moon literally controls the tide. If the moon yeah. can control a tide and we are made up of 90 or how many How many percentage? I think it's like 95. Yeah, I think water. it's 94, you know. I thought it was 94. 70. Oh, it's definitely not 70. I think it's in the 90s. Okay, Hannah's saying 98. So we're saying 90s. So within the (laughs) 90s, wait, what am I saying? That we're made up of water, so the moon must control us. So if if we're made up of 90% or whatever percent, we haven't clarified, water, how can you argue with me that the moon does not affect your mood? And every time there is a full moon and I haven't actually looked into it and I haven't realised it's a full moon, I'm Mm -hmm. having an actual breakdown. I'm losing my marbles a little bit. Things are going wrong. Not even things are going wrong. I'm just very over-emotional. And it's funny. We were talking actually earlier about Lisa Lister because I've actually just realized while talking that my periods have actually synced the last three months. Yeah, and I've been on each time on a full moon. But I don't know what that means (sighs) yet. I haven't looked into it. More creative. I I used to bleed on... It's so weird. I was bleeding every full moon. Mm. And now I bleed on the new moon. Oh, you're setting out the intentions. I know.
2: (laughs) just like changed my life
0: (laughs) i guess i wanted you to kind of talk through moon cycles for those that don't follow it and kind of why so many people do follow moon cycles and the importance of it and i guess just differentiating between a new moon you know those being the pivotal ones what why are they so crucial so we just had the full moon in
2: gemini which hannah you must have felt a bit more intensely because you're a gemini so maybe you felt that a little bit more of a connection there it's been pretty intense i'm not gonna lie yeah (laughs) so we have the the new moon and then six months later we have the full moon and then six months later we have the it goes in that kind of cycle and the seeds that we plant on the new moon we can imagine that they'll come into fruition again by the full moon so whatever seeds that we plant we then have this six month cycle for them to kind of flourish and grow but within the smaller monthly cycles as well you start the new moon and then you're setting your intentions you're looking at you know what you want to shine a light on effectively as the moon goes through the waxing stages it grows to its fullest point and it's almost like your intentions are growing with it and when we get to the full moon we're moving from a uplifting yang energy into a slower yin energy and that is the turning point and that's why they say you get full moon craziness and You can become a little bit like woo -woo on the full moon because you're going from this energy shift and then you go into the slower phases and then you come back to the new moon again. So it's just one big cycle. But how I like to live my life with it is the first two weeks of the lunar cycle are all about like go, go, go. And it's about planning for the future and where I want to be and where I'm focusing my energy and shining a light on. And then the final two weeks roughly are me looking inwards and reflecting on myself and where I need to improve or what I can let go of and where my baggage is and kind of going insular and really amping up my self-care routine so I kind of treat it like if you visualize it like a <laughs> I like to visualize it like a workout like the first two weeks would be like me on the treadmill like going full sprint and then the final two weeks is like a yoga class and I'm like vibes
1: all the <laughs> inner <laughs> You know the full moon that affects yeah. my cat. My cat goes nuts on the full moon. Really? Yeah. So I just come in and just like, I'm like it's a full moon for sure. He he just like something's not right. Like you know when there's fireworks and they go. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. like that yeah. every yeah. month. Yeah. Wild. They are meant to be I quite know.
0: energetically like, aren't they? Quite uh, actually. I'm going off on a tangent, but she, I feel like cats are meant to be quite energetic creatures. Like spiritually, like there's like a, c- a connection. Um, but I don't actually know too Jade, much. Jade, what's
1: your star sign? If you don't mind Oh yeah, asking. I'm what a is, Cancer.
0: <gasps> you know <gasps> july july i love cancer so much i'm a i'm
2: such a cancer so i'm cancer sun sagittarius moon and leo rising
0: nice okay yeah that's yeah. The one. Yeah. yeah sun's capricorn my moon's aries and my other sign is a libra which is Ooh, quite funny because i like cause really struggle with making decisions but um <laughs>
1: Do you know yours? I'm looking on CoStar. Sorry, I'm like Gemini. Okay, know. my sun sign is Gemini. My moon sign is Pisces, and my ri- Libra rising.
0: Oh, you're a Libra yeah, rising oh. too. Yes. Hey. Um. <laughs> That's why you got on so well. I know.
1: <laughs> so this has been. I'm not gonna lie. This has been a journey, and I could literally speak to you for hours you're such a nice person you've got such a nice aura about you and thank you from the bottom of both our hearts for coming on and doing this
0: i've said it to jade gassed her up so much but it's so true i've been so excited to have you on we've actually just loved it
1: and it's been amazing Like i will remember this a very long time so thank you so much i loved it so
2: much like i literally this is the first podcast i've ever done oh. and i'm so excited to be on it like i was so buzzing when you asked me like i'm so happy so thank you you're both amazing and i can't wait to hang out in london when yes, come back <laughs> when, you, when you come
0: when you come in december it's my birthday month yeah, capricorn we'll season
2: have fun. But, but. We'll have fun though my instagram handle is jade dot like the stone and my website is jade, like the stone, dot digital, and I'm on TikTok
0: but I don't post on TikTok.
2: <laughs> I need to get better at TikTok. I'm, I'm not like cool enough for TikTok.
0: No, you should do your spells on TikTok. Yeah. That's what I
2: do. I've yeah. done one. I'm going to start doing tarot readings on TikTok. So Ooh. my TikTok is jade, dot, like
0: the stone as well. Thank you so much, Thank jade. you so much. And have the blessed day ahead the
2: best time and thank you so much honestly have a great weekend you and um, I'll see you soon